Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Until your heart stops, kick drum beating When it's hard times, when it's long days And the enemy is right up in your face When your back's against the ropes And you're feeling all alone Keep fighting the good The voice saying you're gonna make it Out there today, um, and I'm 
definitely dedicating this episode today to everyone who unfortunately either knows somebody or experiences a sleep disorder. Um, but I do want to make a small claim, as I always do on this program, and that is that this program is not, of course, uh, medical advice to all of you. Um, we stri- I strictly basically give you education about different health-related topics that maybe you haven't taken notice of, and we're trying to impact people's lives to uh, make sure that, you know, they, they feel the importance of health uh, in their lives. Um, so this show helps listeners like you become better informed and educated about the various health issues that may plague you or plague others in your family. Also, my goal is to educate you, motivate you, and inspire all of you that listen to this program to become champions of life uh, through your health and give you success in other areas such as business or uh, leadership or positive psychology-related topics or even personal achievements, something that uh, if you're plagued with self-esteem issues, uh, so this program is very varied in, in what it helps. So today, I hope to uh, give you that information about sleep disorders. Uh, but obviously, um, definitely speak with your private like, um, care, you know, your primary care physician and those people that would help you with your health-related issues. All right, so today we're going to talk about three specific sleep disorders. Um, there's a lot of various sleep disorders, and uh, in this program, there's not enough time to do all that. But I try to pick three that are pretty much common in every day. Most people seem to uh, get affected, although there's one that I'm going to talk about. It's called narcolepsy. It's uh, not as common in some cases, but we're going to hear, hear about that today. That's a little later. Um, but the three that we're going to talk today about is sleep apnea. I'm going to talk to you about three different types of sleep apnea, if you not have heard of uh, those before. Uh, the second one I'm going to talk to you about today is insomnia. A lot of you heard of that term before, um, but hopefully the information I give you will give you some other information you might have not known. Uh, most of my information comes from Mayo Clinic, but also comes from various sources that I've received through other means to get my information. So feel free to go on the Internet and check that out. Um, so also to let you know, um, I can be found on Getting Healthy Today on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and I have a YouTube channel as well with the same name, Getting Healthy Today. So feel free to check me out there. Um, I also can be reached at uh, vbreeze at comcast.net. Um, also, if anybody out there um, at any time would like to call in, uh, you can call me in today in the program at 516-418-5979. That's, again, 516-418-5979. So it would be great if some of you out there listening and you want to call in, let us know you probably experienced some of these uh, issues. It would be great to uh, share your thoughts and share your experiences if you have any one of these um, fortunate conditions and let us know what you have uh, experienced. So feel free to call, call in or know somebody that has that. would love to call in and give us some uh, insight into what you experienced. That would be great. I definitely uh, honor that. So definitely uh, feel free to do that. So, again, the number is 516-418-5979. Thanks very much for listening today, everybody. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. All right, so let's get started. So what I want to talk about is sleep apnea. First, what I want to do is give you the definition of sleep apnea. Um, there's a lot of uh, different types of sleep apnea, and um, some can be very confusing. So hopefully I can distinguish the three different types for you today. So sleep apnea as a condition is a potentially serious sleep disorder, which can uh, it, it impacts uh, breathing. So breathing repeatedly stops and starts as a result. The person may have sleep apnea if they snore loudly or feel tired even after a cold night uh, rest or sleep. Now, there are three types of sleep apnea, and the first one is the, uh, it's called 
OSA is the acronym, but it stands for obstructive sleep apnea. So it's the more common form that occurs when the throat muscles actually relax. So if anyone has ever been diagnosed with that, that's the basic common uh, type of sleep apnea. The next one is called CSA, and that stands for central sleep apnea. And this occurs when your brain doesn't send proper signals to the muscles that control the breathing. So that's a little bit more serious one. Um, the next one is called CSAS, and that's complex sleep apnea syndrome, also known as a treatment emergent central sleep apnea. And it occurs when someone has both obstructive sleep apnea and central sleep apnea. So that's the more significant and more severe form of sleep apnea. I've never heard this before, so when doing my research, this is very interesting to, uh, to understand. I didn't know that there was uh, such a thing. So this is a combination of central sleep apnea and obstructive sleep apnea simultaneously occurring. Um, so obviously, if you think you have any of these kinds of issues, you want to possibly go and talk to your doctor to get referred to a sleep study where they can do a lot of testing and check you out and see what kinds of issues you may have. Um, some of the symptoms of um, or signs of obstructive and central sleep apnea are the following. Sometimes making the type of sleep, um, making the type of sleep apnea more difficult to, to detect, to determine. So one of them, the most common signs, therefore, are, one, loud snoring, which is usually more prominent in obstructive sleep apnea. That's what most people find that they get diagnosed with. Um, episodes of a, bre a breathing cessation during sleep witnessed by another person, so maybe your spouse, your girlfriend, someone else significant, or your family member would recognize this. There's an abrupt awakening accompanied by a shortness of breath, so which more likely has... Um, has been indicated as central sleep apnea in, in those cases. Um, awakening with a dry mouth or sore throat. If you had this happen to you, you know, that's something to think about. If you keep having these kinds of issues, you definitely want to talk to somebody about that. Uh, the next one is morning headaches. If you've woken up with a terrible headache, you know, you probably want to go back and ask yourself, could that have been possible from my sleep or lack thereof? So that's something you want to keep in mind. So you probably want to jot down anything that happens uh, to you at sleep time, maybe you haven't had these problems and all of a sudden you do, you may want to jot these down to see if there is a pattern. So you want to identify a pattern of sleep issues that are occurring. Uh, difficulty staying asleep, which becomes insomnia, which we're going to talk after this. Um, the next one is excessive daytime sleepiness, or what's called hyperinsomnia, or hypersomnia, excuse me. Uh, the next one is attention problems. You have problems with attention. Now, you could have ADHD, so that would maybe negate what we're talking about today, but it's something that you definitely want to see a professional to see if these things keep happening. So it's actually a frequency of behaviors that happen to you. You really want to keep notice of that, not just that it happens one time or so. This is like a chronic issue. It happens more than once. So if your frequency is probably more than three times in a day or three times in a week each day, um, you're having three to five occurrences uh, uh, throughout the night or more or even having a lot of problems throughout the week, you definitely want to get a sleep specialist involved. So it says here, when do you see a sleep specialist or, or a doctor of some sort? Well, you consult medical professionals if your experiences not only affect the partner that you're with or the person in your home, but if the snoring is loud enough to disturb the sleep of others or yourself. 
Now, most of the time, the individual may not be disturbed themselves. They disturb other people. So it becomes a real big issue. And then in some cases, it affects people's marriages or affects people's relationships because uh, people can't sleep in the same place with that individual, um, which uh, affects that, that relationship possibly. The shortness of breath, gaspings for air or choking that awakens the person from sleep. So some people have been known to have 10 to 30 times that they stop breathing throughout the night. So that's a real serious issue. Uh, there's intermittent pauses in breathing during sleep. Those are all issues that are problematic. Um, so now the causes of these uh, situations uh, tend to be um, varied. Uh, you want to discuss it with your doctor also. What could be the causes? Well, what they said here is, that obstructive sleep apnea occurs when the muscles in the back of your throat relax. These muscles support the soft palate, the triangular piece of tissue hanging from the soft tissue or called the uvula or the tonsils, the side walls of the throat and the tongue. When the muscle relaxes, your airway narrows or closes as you breathe in, and you can't even uh, get an adequate breath in. So this may lower the level of oxygen in your blood, and your brain senses it, uh, this inability to breathe, and briefly rouses you from sleep so that you can reopen your airway. So this awakening is usually so brief that you don't even remember it. Now, you may, you may make a snorting, choking, or gasping sound, and this pattern can be repeat there uh, itself for 5 to 30 times or more each hour all night long. Um, so if you were to do a sleep study, this would actually show how many times it, they would, you would see that happen. How many times is this occurring? Um, now, people with obstructive sleep apnea may not be aware that they sleep with interruptions. In fact, some people with this type of sleep apnea think that they uh, sleep well all night long and never have any problems. Now, the causes of central sleep apnea it's usually a single copy of these materials may be um, shown. That, that the issue is that they tend to um, have more significance. And uh, there's problems with nasal congestion, difficulty breathing. There's, uh, usually it happens to people being older and middle-aged and older people have usually a higher risk of this type of uh, disorder. Um, if people have heart disorders, people with congestive heart disease, and even more at risk for central sleep apnea. Using um, narcotic pain medications like opioid medications, especially long-acting ones, such as methadone, increase the risk of central sleep apnea. So if someone's on, on that kind of medication, that could increase uh, the risk. Uh, people with strokes. People who have had a history of strokes could be more at risk for central sleep apnea, is what the uh, different experts have said. Okay. Um, now, the um, risk factors inclusive of a, of a sleep apnea or obstructive sleep apnea is excessive weight. People who are obese have four times the risk of sleep apnea than people who are normal weight. Um, neck circumference, people with those who have thick necks may have narrow airways. And for men, the risk increases if the neck circumference is 17 inches or 43 centimeters and larger. In women, the risk increases if the neck circumference is 15 inches or more, or 38 centimeters. A narrowed airway. You may have inherited a natural narrow throat or tonsils or adenoids, adenoid, excuse me, and may become enlarged and block the airway, which particularly uh, in children with sleep apnea. Female, 
men are twice as likely to have more sleep apnea. However, women increase their risk if they're overweight, and the risk also appears to rise after menopause. So these are things to keep in mind. Being older, sleep apnea occurs significantly more often in older adults is what is found. Um, family history, identifying your family members who have had sleep apnea or had a potential risk to see them is also an increase of risk to you also. The use of alcohol, sedatives, tranquilizer, or other drugs, these substances can relax the muscles in your throat. Smoking, smokers are three times more likely to have obstructive sleep apnea than are people who never have smoked. So smoking may increase the amount of information, I'm sorry, inflammation and fluid uh, that collects in the, in the throat. Um, so that's the discussion about obstructive sleep apnea. I hope you've uh, gotten a lot of value from that. Um, our next discussion is going to be about uh, insomnia. Um, I don't know if anybody has had uh, insomnia, but when we come back, you can hear this uh, brief uh, break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about sleep apnea. All right. It starts with something little. It starts with something little. Tiny changes in the brain. It can happen to anyone. A request for information. A simple donation. Things anyone can do. It steals your memories, your independence, your loved ones. It ensures care, support, a breakthrough. And one day. And one day. Sooner than you'd like. Sooner than you think. You die from Alzheimer's disease. We cure Alzheimer's disease. Do one little thing to help end Alzheimer's disease. The next click, call, or donation gets us closer to ending America's sixth leading cause of death. And that's big. Alzheimer's Association. The brains behind saving yours. All right, we're back. Um... Right now, we're talking about insomnia. Some of you have either experienced it or know someone who's experienced it. So insomnia is a common sleep disorder that can make it hard to fall asleep, as you know, hard to stay asleep, or cause you to wake up too early and not be able to get back to sleep. You may still be tired when you wake up, and insomnia can sap not only your energy level, but also uh, affect your health as well, your work performance, or your quality of life. So one of the things that I want to talk about is the symptoms of insomnia, and that is difficulty falling asleep at night, waking up during the night, waking up too early, not feeling well-rested after a night's sleep, daytime tiredness or sleepiness, irritability, depression, or anxiety, difficulty paying attention, focusing on tasks or remembering, increased errors or accidents, ongoing worries about sleep. Now, you want to see a doctor when it makes it hard for you to function on an everyday level. So anything that really obstructs your everyday functioning, you want to definitely get uh, seen by a professional to get you that attention that you need. Um, You don't want to keep going without that because you can really affect not only your job, you could be fired because you're not performing at your best, Um, you're falling asleep at the job. You know, these are really serious issues. Um, Now, the other common uh, chronic issues of stress uh, also um, causes uh, the insomnia. Um, There's chronic insomnia, which is a usually a result of stress, life events, or habits that often disrupt sleep. Treating the underlying causes can resolve the insomnia, but sometimes it can last for years. There's many people out there, unfortunately, that suffer a lot of problems with insomnia. So stress is one of them. 
The other is um, a person's travel or work schedule. Now, there's something called the circadian rhythm, which acts as an internal clock, guiding a person to such things as your sleep-wake cycle, metabolism, and body temperature. So disrupting your body's circadian rhythms, and a doctor can tell you how that uh, works for you or what, it's, what is your circadian rhythm by testing quality. Um, it can lead to insomnia. Causes include jet lag from traveling across multiple time zones. So a lot of business people would want to check this out if this was an issue for them or frequent changing and shifts of their work. Poor sleep habits. Poor sleep habits have also included an irregular bedtime schedule, naps, stimulating activities before bed, and uncomfortable sleep environments, and using their bed for work, eating or watching TV, computers, TV, video games, et cetera, et cetera. Eating too much late in the evening. Having a light snack before bedtime is okay, but eating too much may cause you to feel physically uncomfortable while lying down. So many people experience the heartburn or such. Um, now, additional causes of insomnia can include mental health disorders, anxiety disorders, post-traumatic stress uh, can disrupt your sleep, um, having any traumas, being sexual abused, physically abused, having those kind of night terrors, anything that mentally could affect you um, could also affect and certain medications, certain medical conditions. Um, examples, um, an overactive thyroid, heart disease, asthma, uh, GERD. Parkinson's disease, sleep, other sleep-related disorders, restless leg syndrome, um, caffeine, nicotine, alcohol, all those things. Now, um, the risk factors are such as this. Um, nearly everyone who has an occasional sleepless night um, doesn't necessarily mean they have insomnia. So the people that are greater at risk are, if you're a woman, hormonal shifts during the menstrual cycle and menopause may play a role. During menopause, night sweats and hot flashes often disrupt sleep, so insomnia is also a common uh, threat to someone who's also pregnant as well. If you're over the age of 60, because of changes in sleep patterns and health, insomnia increases with age. If you have a mental health disorder, physical health condition, many issues can impact your mental and physical health and can disrupt your sleep patterns. If you're under uh, a tremendous amount of stress, stressful times and events could have this happen to you. Okay? Um, now, the last um, segment I want to talk to you about is narcolepsy. It's not um, that commonly known. Um, narcolepsy is a chronic sleep disorder characterized by overwhelming daytime drowsiness and sudden attacks of sleep. People with narcolepsy often find it difficult to stay awake for long periods of time, regardless of their circumstances. Now, sometimes narcolepsy can be accompanied by a sudden loss of a muscle tone or cataplexy which leads the person to weakness and loss of muscle control. And complex cataplexy is often triggered by strong emotion, most commonly uh, laughter. Narcolepsy is a chronic condition for which there's no cure, unfortunately. Um, however, medication and lifestyle changes can help this individual manage the symptoms with the support of other people, family, friends, and, of course, getting um, medically treated often. Uh, the... Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever experienced that or known someone. Um, it, it can be dangerous if a person uh, does that when they're, when they're actually driving. So some of the symptoms are excessive daytime sleepiness when the person uh, with narcolepsy fails to uh, fall asleep uh, without warning anywhere at any time. For example, may suddenly nod off while working or talking with friends. Um, they have a sudden loss of muscle tone. So their loss of muscle tone is called cataplexy which can cause a number of physical changes that uh, bring about slurred speech to complete weakness of most muscles. 
Now, cataplexy is an uncontrollable and triggered by um, intense emotions that usually uh, positive ones, such as laughter or excitement, but sometimes fear, surprise, or anger can be a part of that. For example, uh, your head may drop or droop uncontrollably, or your knees may suddenly buckle when you laugh. Some people with narcolepsy experience only one or two episodes of cataplexy a year, while others have numerous episodes daily. But not everyone with narcolepsy experiences cataplexy. Um, there can be sleep paralysis. People with narcolepsy usually experience a temporary inability to move or speak while falling asleep or upon walking, or I'm sorry, waking, excuse me. The, uh, the sleep paralysis mimics the type of temporary paralysis that normally occurs during the rapid eye movement sleep pattern. The period of sleep during which most dream occurs, this temporary immobility during REM sleep may prevent your body from acting out the dream activity. Hallucinations. These hallucinations are called hypnagogic. I can't even say, I'm sorry. Hallucinations. If these happen as you fall asleep and this occurs, upon waking. So this is pretty scary for some people. Now, people with narcolepsy may have other sleep disorders, such as obstructive sleep apnea, a condition in which breathing starts and stops throughout the night, restless leg syndrome, and even an insomnia. People with narcolepsy may also act out their dreams and night by falling uh, to their arms or kicking them and screaming. Some episodes of sleep attacks are brief, uh, lasting seconds, while some people with narcolepsy experience automatic behaviors during sleep and brief episodes. For example, you may fall asleep while performing a task you normally perform, such as writing, typing, or driving, and you continue to function while asleep. So, I don't know, folks, I hope that everything today gives you some value. Um, some of you um, that didn't know anything about this issues, hopefully, have gotten a little bit enlightened today and gotten a little bit more value uh, of some of these things, but if you have any questions about anything that has to do with sleep disorders or anything like that, feel free to definitely talk to your uh, primary care physician. Maybe they can refer you to a sleep uh, specialist, and maybe you could be uh, able to go to a sleep study where you can find out more about your sleep behavior. But I think everybody, I've done it myself, everybody should definitely get a sleep study done. It's really important. Um, so, folks, uh, this concludes the end of our show. Uh, feel free to get in touch with me at Getting Healthy Today on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, definitely answer your questions. If not, I'll lead you to the right direction. Uh, feel free uh, to reach me there. Uh, reach me every every week. Today was a special time in, uh, of our show. We usually air at 11.30 to 12 on Saturdays. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about heart disease. I'm going to give you a little bit of what I went through with heart disease, and we'll learn more about scents and other heart-related matters. Uh, those of you... Um, who might know someone with a heart problem, uh, some things you want to look out for, uh, and some signs of heart disease. So I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. It's been a pleasure talking to all of you. Uh, feel free to check me out on iTunes. We have these programs are on the iTunes uh, under the name Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives, and you'll find all my episodes, uh, one through six, as well there. All right, folks, have a nice weekend, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks a lot.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.